We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. wildest question of my life. Why am I still single? Even though I will have sex with you and immediately leave and not even ask you to pay for my Uber. (laughs) Because men seem to love sleeping alone. My my guest today is a very funny stand-up who I adore. She's also very good at making hot dogs. She wrote for <laughs> Magic for Humans that is currently streaming on Netflix. Kara Clark! Oh my god, I never realized that my name could totally be used as like an air horn at a concert. Your name is an onomatopoeia. <laughs> it is. That's sh- that's for sure. It's that is a for good, sure. You have a great name and that's your government name, right? Yeah, Clank? that's me. That's born Kara Clank. A really great name. It's Thank a, you. you got alliteration going. I know. You got an automatopoeia going. They say that k sounds are are like funny sound, like are, is oh. like a comedy sound. Like that's why you want to put more k's into stuff. Oh, I've heard that. So Nicole. I got ma- I there got married, go. I got a... and I d- I'm not dropping my name because I'm like don't I drop keep your this. name. You yeah. don't want to be Kara Logan. I know. Honestly, that sounds like a Midwestern housewife. You, yes, it does. And I'm not interested in her. It does. Um, <laughs> I say you make good hot dogs because you made some good hot dogs at my house once. <laughs> I'm actually a vegetarian, so I brought hot dogs to your house, but I brought veggie dogs, but which taste like good. rubber bands. But, but hey I, now. when you can't eat meat, I just love the hot dog feeling. You How know what I mean? How long have you been a vegetarian? Ten years. Would you ever make the switch to vegan? I, okay, so when we were engaged and our wedding Mm -hmm. was creeping up on us, both my husband and I did this diet that was vegan. Mm -hmm. And Is Jared a vegetarian? 
No, he tries to eat mostly vegetarian. Wait, are you with publicly me, married? He, Can I say Jared? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm publicly married. <laughs> Please, I don't want I don't his identity know. Some revealed. People are just like I have a husband, and you'll never know who he no, is. No, no, no. Yes, no. I'm married to Jared Logan, another comedian, and he goes mostly veggie with me when he can, if I'm preparing the food, and mm-hmm. then he will eat meat. Um, but we both went vegan. He lost. 25 fucking pounds in and two you months. Gained 37. And I lost zero pounds. <laughs> zero pounds. I was making my own salad dressing. Like it really? was so, it was like everything in the, this diet we did was so crazy that it was like you couldn't have oil. So you oh. couldn't like buy any dressings. You had to like really make everything yourself. But did you drop any inches? I felt great and I felt like I looked good and like when I was getting my you wedding dress on and inches. stuff. Maybe, but I like literally did not lose a pound That's on the scale. Maybe. And he, I watched him just like emaciate <laughs> in a period of no time. It was so maybe frustrating. as you were whisking your salad dressing. <laughs> I was building muscle. You were building muscle. <laughs> and that's why you didn't lose weight because you were gaining muscle. Very and your wise. waist was getting small and you just didn't notice. I know. Well, anyway... I don't really fuck with veganism anymore. I love mm-hmm. cheese. I love cheese okay. so much. I love eggs. I can't. Fair. Fair, I can't. fair, fair. But may I ask why you don't eat meat? Is it a... Oh, my God. Do you want to hear it's the stupidest story? Yes. I lived in New York. In, and honestly, this November, it's 11 years. So it was mm-hmm. 11 years ago. I lived in New York. I read this book that everybody was reading. It was mm-hmm. called Skinny Bitch. Okay. Unrelated to Bethany Frankel's franchise. Oh, this is a different Totally different. Bitch. The, her thing is called Skinny Girl. Oh, Skinny Girl. This was girl. called Skinny Bitch. So she's a little bit more wild. It was these two women that were like nutritionists, mm-hmm. and they were like, listen, stop drinking beer. It's disgusting. and makes you fart. And here's why you should be a vegan. <laughs> and it was like this whole thing that basically told you to be a vegan. And I was like, I'm not going to be a vegan. But I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I've never tried giving anything up. Like, I'm Jewish, so I've ah. never done, like, a Lent or anything. Yes. So I was like, I'll just not eat meat Wait, for, like, a month. Wait, you're Jewish? Hell yeah. Why wouldn't you disclose that upon meeting me? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I just didn't know you were Jewish. <laughs> I just figured my nose disclosed it for you, but I guess not. Um, I guess, like, I just grew up around a lot of Jewish people, so I just, I don't know. Also... my Your radar didn't ping for me? No, but well, maybe also, like, clank is not ethnicities... Really. And religion, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, it doesn't matter to me at all either. But, um, and I'm also basically an atheist. But, like, mm. I, um, where was I going with this? Yeah, so I was like, let's just, I'm just going to see if I can stop eating meat for one month. And then I just stopped and I just never went back. And it was like, once it gets to a couple years, you start worrying that you're going to shit your pants if you eat meat again. Oh. So now I just have never gone back. That's me with fast food. Um, <laughs> I genuine, genuine, generally don't eat fast food. Uh-huh. I, like even on the road, like I don't eat McDonald's. Last time I did it, it was so greasy. I felt it in my skin the next day. Yeah, and I hadn't eaten it for a year. And then I did a chicken McNugget Power Hour and literally shit my pants the next day. <laughs> I like got out of bed and I was like, "Ooh, this is gonna be a good toot." And then I was like, "No." no. <laughs> False alarm. Uh, yeah, I w- I don't know. Like, if I could go back to meat now, I feel like it would do. It would like tear my stomach up. Mm-hmm, I mean, probably. I had friends that were like vegetarians for years and then just got blackout drunk and like ate beef jerky. Like, maybe that's mm-hmm. how you have to do it. You just maybe. dive in blacked out. But your body's like, there's already poison inside yeah. of me. So like, <laughs> who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, how but long I, have you been married? Three years. Oh, and that is why I won't date you. But if I wasn't married, 
We solved it. Episode over? Episode over. <laughs> All right. Five minutes in. Bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so three years. How long did you date before you got married? So we dated for five years Damn. before we got married, but we did break up after year one for six months. Wow. Yeah. We broke up. Bad breakup. No May talkie. I ask why? Or is that private? No, I don't be. care. And you know what? Okay. Right after we broke up, he went on this very popular podcast in New York and talked all about it. Oh, and I was like, wow. bitch. And like, he gave the podcast people more insight into why we broke up than he did to me, basically. <laughs> and I like wrote him an email and was like, stop talking about me on podcasts or whatever. But oh so- my God, what a dumb <laughs> sentence. I wrote him an email and said, stop talking about me on podcasts. Wow, but also Jared, way to be up on like the podcast trend. Yeah, so seven years ago he was on a podcast. Yeah, well, it was one of those. It was it was Keith and the Girl, one of the first oh, podcasts. That, they are like that the is one of the podcast. first podcasts. Wow, and and a podcast that also loves comedy gossip. So oh, I think okay. they loved. They were like, "What happened?" Oh. You know, and he was like, "I'm a guy. I'm just going to tell you all the details." <laughs> okay, so it's this is your revenge. This is this Roman's is revenge. I go. On. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it um, to me. Why did you break up? I don't know. It was kind of like we were together one year. I think that's a huge fight or flight time mm-hmm. for people in relationships. Like we were together a year. He was saying I love you to me and I wasn't saying it back because I wasn't okay. sure. When he said, Kara, clank, 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 <laughs> I love you. What would you say back? Thank you. talking about this now because I say I love you to him every day multiple times now but uh, it was like I was just like I don't uh, know if I love you like I really uh, liked being in a relationship with uh-huh. him but I was like I don't know and then that was one thing another thing was he really wanted to move in with me now, I had a rent stabilized apartment in New mm. York I think you knew about mm-hmm. it because I remember when I left it you were like what happened to that apartment <laughs> <laughs> um, what happened to it I don't remember the answer uh, I got bought out oh. the guy bought me out Oh, so that's not that bad. Yeah. So, yeah you but moved. I mean, I loved it. I, it was in our family. It was like mm-hmm. in our family, not officially, but loosely for like 40 years. I wish we could have so kept it. So what is it now? Like a high rise? No. Or? So the guy said he was going to move his family into the building. Uh-huh. And he's just renting it now for truly five times oh. what I paid. Oh, wow. So he so bought he was you lying. out and then legit probably recouped his losses in a year. Yeah. But he was li- like, he lied to me and told me that he was moving his family in. Cause that's one of the only oh. ways you can get rent stabilized people out. That sucks. But it was like, I could have fought him. I was moving to LA anyway. You know, it was mm-hmm. a whole thing. So anyway, he wanted to move in with me because mm-hmm. I had this super cheap rent stabilized apartment. And I was like, I can't tell if you want to move in with me because you want to live mm-hmm. with me or because we'd each be paying like 10 cents in rent. Mm-hmm. If we split a rent stabilization together, how much was your rent? Okay, when I left, my rent was eight hundred dollars. Yes, I knew it for uh, a one bed. When I first I wasn't moved sure into it, was like a thousand or like a little less than a thousand. When I first moved into it, it was five thirty a month what in two thousand four. What a fucking it was crazy. Dream. It's the only way I survived in New York. And where truly. was it again? 80th yes, and Columbus. Yes, yes, yes. So like such a great neighborhood. Ugh. One bedroom, brownstone, exposed brick. They probably rented out for like three grand a month now. Thirty three. <gasps> I found my sister found it on Street <gasps> Easy. Damn, wild. Yeah. 
crazy. Wild. So, that sucks. I know. So I couldn't tell whether he wanted to do that. We were like fighting a bunch. Mm-hmm. And I remember like right before we broke up, I was like, why don't you just break up with me? I can tell you want to. And he was like, well, what are you talking about? Like gaslighting me? And then completely <laughs> broke up with me the next day. I was like, you are. What are you talking about? Yeah. Which I, is funny because I can hear him say that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what are you like, whoa, care. And I was like, okay, like, but then what was crazy was the night we broke up, I had tickets to go see Kate McKinnon do a one woman show. Mm-hmm. This was before she was anybody, but mm-hmm. everybody had just told me she was so great at the UCB. So I was yep. like, I was like, well, I gotta go because I have plans. And so I just <laughs> walked out of my apartment, left him there, and was like, leave the key under the door. Went to meet my sister, was crying. She was like, what's wrong? I was like, Jared and I just broke up. It's fine. Let's go to this show. And then we like go to UCB Chelsea. <laughs> I watched the show. She was great. I see like, I think I saw like a Parna. I saw like a bunch of people I knew at the show. It was like mm-hmm. trying to pretend I wasn't crying. Oh, and then, no. But it was like, it was like a bad breakup where we didn't speak for like six months. Except wow. for me writing emails like stop. And then he started dating a friend of mine, which oh, was awkward. No. Still then, a friend? Hmm? Still a friend? Um, a person I see at parties and I'm like, okay. hi, you know, Great. like, but um not, you know, uh and uh yeah, so it was it was we I actually got away with we broke up in June and I got away with not seeing him around a lot until like October. That's honestly which was great. Really Really great. Yeah. Because like, like I went a few running, months. We run in this. Like you see people all the time. And yeah. You're like, oh, I thought I would never see you again. It's truly the worst Comedy's part about dating within comedy. Circle. It's so little. So then I started seeing him around and then I started seeing him around with the girl he was dating mm-hmm. and they were like, she was ignoring me and they were being weird. Okay. And I was like, can we just get together and clear the air? So like I emailed him to get together to clear the air. And I then, like a you, month you're later, not texting him. Yeah, a month later, we just got together. Uh, no, a month later, we ran into each other really drunk and hooked up, mm-hmm. and the rest is history. Oh. <laughs> it's so romantic. I mean, kind of. You, but I, but in those six months, he like got a lot of his shit together. Mm-hmm. He had been feeling very like having a bunch of insecurities about his career and stuff like that, and a lot of good stuff started happening mm-hmm. for him in, like, those six months. So when we got back together, if we we call it, like, phase one and phase two because it was, like, completely mm-hmm. separate relationships. He was so different when we got back together. That's nice. Yeah. That's really nice that you got back with your ex and he had grown totally. to be just a better fucking partner for you. Yes. So- and the, the friend that he got together with had mm-hmm. gone to, like, a lot of therapy and was very pro-therapy, oh. and I actually think she helped him a lot. I think she helped him realize a lot of the stuff that I'd been telling him, but now that he was hearing it from, like, a second source. So she fixed him for you. A little and bit. And she should be your best friend. No, I'm kidding, fuck her. <laughs> I think no, she backed up. Just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, right. I owe her at least, like, a fucking edible arrangement. <laughs> I gotta give her something. That would be so funny if five years later the current <laughs> wife of your ex boyfriend sent you an edible arrangement, and then you were like, "Let me start listening to podcasts." And you're like, "There, there it is. That's why." <laughs> so wait, seven years, six months. Not did you ever date on apps? Did you miss no, apps? So I did eHarmony a little bit when I was. Ah. I did eHarmony a little bit, but Tinder was not a thing since mm-hmm. I've been with Jared. 
eHarmony rejected me. They said I was part of the 3% of Unmatchable. And my what? sister's eHarmony. Is that a, what, what does that mean? Well, they ask you the same question in different iterations. So I was like, fuck this. So I would answer differently. So I think they were like, <laughs> she's a sociopath. They were like, you don't know yourself. And then do you remember the test, like the question? Some of them were like, do you like horses? Like some of those questions were so weird. You They're don't remember? They were really weird. They were super weird. Yeah. Um, and it takes hours. I mean, oh, it takes it at least two hours so to fill that out. long. Also, my sister just had an issue with eHarmony. She was like, you'll get a kick out of this. <laughs> and I was like, what is it, Catherine? She was like, well, I was on eHarmony because I was like, let's find me a boyfriend. And then someone hacked my eHarmony. And they were posting different pictures of me. And I was like, well, how did you know you were hacked? She was like, they were posting the different pictures of me. And they were of white women. And you know I'm black. <laughs> Oh my god! Nicole. And she was like, and then they couldn't just fix it, so they had to disable my account, and I'm free to sign up for another one. But I think I give up. And I was what? like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute! What is somebody's motivation in hacking <laughs> to someone's hack my eHarmony adorable account? Adorable older sister's eHarmony oh. account and post pictures of white women. I have no <laughs> idea. What Maybe someone was like, white there? women have better. Uh, Better luck on these on these sites, so maybe I'll help assist that out. I don't know. So insane. I have no idea. I matched with this guy on Bumble. Wait, I have to tell you about this. So I don't think I screenshot the actual um like his profile, uh-huh. but it was um. So we matched, and his profile was something like, it was like attractive pictures of this person, and it was like, I work at Home Depot, I have a lot of STDs, I'll give them to you, even <sighs> if you don't want them, I'm a piece of shit, or something like that. So, And I matched with him, because I was like, he needs to know this profile's wild, <laughs> so I, <laughs> I wrote to him, your profile is wild. <laughs> and then the person said, how to put this dude on blast, because he gave me two STDs, one you can't get rid of. So I said, wait, you're fake? So your fake profile for a man who gave you STDs matching with people? Why? <laughs> and then they unmatched me because I think I asked a great question. So Isn't someone's that on there taking vigilante someone justice against an in ex. Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> because that's where we matched. Near the airport. So she's hoping enough people see his face and just recognize him by face? I guess so. But then I was like, why are you matching with people? To What? <laughs> I also love that it says, I'll give you all my STDs even if you don't want them. Is there an option of people that want them? <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it said. But I was so wild. And then the plane took off and it was like, you have a Bumble message. So I think they were trying to say something back to me before they unmatched me. But I was like, you know, in the air and cellular usage is not permitted while you're in flight. Also, it's impossible. <laughs> okay, great. It's not permitted, but like it don't work up yeah. there. So like when I landed, it had like disappeared. And I was like, damn, I really wanted to know what that angry That's STD so riddled funny. woman had to say to me. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? crazy. You have so many funny stories from the apps. Honestly, I'm a little like bummed that I never got to do the apps. I know. Please don't be bummed. I know. Everyone's like, it's a nightmare, but I like love going on other people's (laughs) and stuff. I think it sounds fun. It is a true 
blue Well, nightmare. just because eHarmony was just as nightmarish, but longer. At I least guess. you could, like, get through somebody sucking quickly on <laughs> Tinder. Like, I would be in this never-ending, like, limbo of, like, well, we matched in phase one, and then we sent in our... I mean, remember how it used to work? It was no, at first you would get matched... No, they rejected me. Right. So well, I... It's truly a door that's never been open for me. I have never... So how does it work? If, okay, so if the, if you, you see somebody that you like, and you, like, wink at them, it waits till they wink back, same <laughs> as, like, a Tinder. Okay. Then it goes into a first phase of questions. Like, how would you answer these questions? There are multiple choice. Whoa. Then if those answers match, you go to essay questions. <gasps> like, short paragraph, short paragraph answers. Okay. It gives you, like, three of those. And a lot of them are like, if your kid was born, like, with mental defects, would you abort it? Like, the questions Whoa. are wild. And then... And then if you match there, then it lets you go into full open communication. But because it took so long, and we're like all New York City people, I'd be like, sometimes I would answer it drunk. Sometimes I'd forget <laughs> to answer it. Like it, I had it all set up through a different email account. Like that's why you'd That's be the like, wildest oh, I've been thing I've ever of, heard. I've been sort of connected with this guy for two and a half weeks, mm-hmm. and we have not even gotten to speaking yet. And then once you got to email, you could be like, want to get together? And then you would go on a date. I went on a couple dates for me, Harmony, and like the guys were all pretty okay. I mean, nobody, <laughs> no. One guy I went on a date with was so funny in writing, and when I met him in life, he was like on the spectrum, like could not uh-huh. look in my eyes. It was crazy how different people are in writing than they are. Well, I say it all the time on the cast. Is that what people call podcast? The cast <laughs> on the pod? Well, I say texting creates a false sense of intimacy because you can't read the way the person's saying it. Right. You, you don't know their personality yet. I'm pretty bad at texting, <laughs> but like pretty cool in person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I refuse to be more communicative in a text than I am in person, especially if I don't know you, because if we text everything, all our thoughts, all our dreams, hopes, and wishes, what will we talk about? That's crazy. I mean, I think that, like, the texting should be like, what are you up to right now? Like, Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe what shows are you watching? Not like, not like, how many kids are you thinking about? Or like, Mm -hmm. if you could do something other than your current profession, what would it be? Like, I don't think any of that's for texting. I feel like you have a little bounce back Mm -hmm. of a couple bullshit things, and then you're like, want to meet? Like, there's no other point, like, you know? I generally don't give people my phone number until they've asked, until we've decided we're meeting. Yeah. Because then you can have my phone number. And then if there's, and I try to set the date like three days, you know. So like we exchange numbers and then set that date like three days after we've exchanged mm-hmm. numbers. So it's not like a week and a half of like, we're texting, blippity blop. Right. And then you meet and you're like, Ugh. Yeah. But I've been on two dates recently where the person was like, you're really bad at texting. Did you know that? And I was like, yes, I did. Uh, it was by design. Yeah. I would like to speak to you and not just text you for forever. Right. Uh, How did the dates work out? Did you like either of them? Um, One of them, let's see. I think they listened to this. <laughs> I think they said that. They... It must be really weird, too, that people kind of know who you are because... I went on a date one time, eHarmony, where a guy looked up my stand-up between no! date one and date two, and I was like, don't do that. <laughs> he was quoting I, my jokes to me. It was no! so awkward. It was oh, so awkward. I, that is a nightmare. <laughs> that yeah. is a nightmare. And that's only like a fucking YouTube video. I mean, mm-hmm. you have like a podcast and like and like a show and people uh-huh. like kind of know who you are because you, you are a big deal, Nicole Byer. I'm mildly successful. <laughs> um, it is. 
lately people have known me. Uh-huh. Um, and they, all the guys I've gone on dates with listen to this podcast called The Doughboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that podcast. They love The Doughboys. And it's been very weird because... I guess I'm pretty explicit on here, but I'm also explicit like on that podcast. So you've like, been on Doughboys, mm-hmm. okay? So they've heard you on that. Yes. Okay. So they'll be like, "I know you. I listen to Doughboys. I've heard you before." I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool." <laughs> um, and I generally, gen- what? This is the second time I can't. <laughs> I generally don't invite a man to see me perform live until it's been at least a month. Yeah. Or like two months, or never. Yeah. You never have to come to a show of mine. Yes. I would actually rather you didn't because especially early on, I because you tell jokes for a you know, a finite amount of time, but you tell them for a while. So I have a bunch of single jokes because I've been single. Right. So then it's like you, the person I'm dating, comes to the show, then you're like, oh, so she sees herself as single and then she's saying this like thing right. about her sloppy puss or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but I like that sloppy pussy. So then you get something in your mind that's different than right. what is, is real. What I'm presenting yes. in real life. Because jokes are jokes. Yeah, they're based in truth, but like they're jokes. So yeah, it's a very, I would die if someone did that. Someone consumed my content in between days. Oh yeah, it was, I was like, what? I, it, I, th- I like went out of my body for a minute. I was like, Ugh. what's going on? Am I hallucinating that I'm on stage right now? Like, <laughs> I, I did not understand why he was saying my jokes back to me. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, so so one of them you he... so you you might not want to talk about it because you uh might they might listen to this. Yeah. Have but... you done Raya? That's a question I have for you. Yes, I'm finally on Raya. You're finally approved yep. to be with the elite Hollywood people. It's been terrible. <laughs> I matched with the owner of a restaurant in LA uh, that I frequent, and he he was like, "Oh, it's so nice to to like talk to you. I'm a fan." And I was like, "Actually, I'm a fan of your restaurant because I googled your name and your name, yeah. your restaurant popped up." And then he was like, "Oh, you googled me?" And I was like, "Yes." And then he unmatched me, and I was like, "Okay." That's so. It is completely normal, I think, to Google people, but also a double standard. You know who I am. Why can't I know who yeah, you are? I'm a fan of yours. Yes, and I'm a fan of your restaurant. It was rude. Let's see. That's Ten, really so rude. on Raya. I can't believe there's an unmatching. I just assumed it would just be a ghosting, like of a si- of silence. No, you can, they like, can just unmatch. unmatch you. This person said to me. Yo, I'm freaking out right now. I'm an avid Nailed It fan. And me, I thought Raya was supposed to be like, chill. Like we all. Yeah, like everybody's in the biz. But I think they've opened it up a little bit. Act like you've been here before. But I said thanks. And then he never said one other word to me. And I've said it here before. I'll say it again. I don't need to know if you're a fan of mine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to fuck. If you're not here to fuck, we're not here together. Yeah, I need to know you are a fan of fucking me. I did go on a date with someone who was like a hardcore comedy fan and it was weird because they think it's weird that I don't consume comedy. Oh. They, because I don't really. I hardly laugh. I hardly know how to laugh anymore. (laughs) Yeah, and I didn't, and I spent a lot of time trying to explain to them. I was like, I'm not going to leave my house to go to a fucking show. That I'm not on? That I'm not on, you know? (laughs) Unless it's like a dear, dear friend who like, like Sashir, Sure. I've gone to other states where she's performing (laughs) because we're like, vacation! Right, right. And I'll like go to her show or whatever and she's done the same for me. But it's not like, 
I'm not going to an improv show. Right. Are you kidding? <laughs> I've seen so, and I, I had a hard time to be like, I've seen so much comedy. Yes. I've done so much comedy. Now it's my job. Lawyers aren't doing depositions on the weekends right. for fun. Or probably even watching Law & Order. Yes, like, yes. They probably don't want to watch like, any of that. They're probably like, you know what, I don't want it. Yeah. This is also incorrect, and I don't want to be reminded of work. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, I don't really like watch sitcoms or anything. And they were like, what? Why? And I was like, I don't know. I know everyone. Like, not I, <laughs> Right, right, the, right. It's like you interact with people. And then sometimes you'll audition for a part. And then you'll watch it and you're like, this didn't make me feel good <laughs> because I could have done that and I could be cashing the check and getting residuals. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it, I, and then it would just be weird because they would want to talk about comedy that they've consumed. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I truly don't know. And then they asked me, they were like, so like, did you have fun shooting today? And I was like, no. Yeah. And they were like, what do you mean? And I was like, here's the day of an actor. You're so excited to go to work. You can't wait to get to that set. You get to that set. You go through hair and makeup. You do the scene a couple times. And then they do so much coverage that you want to kill yourself because you're like, you're not going to use all of this. Right. You won't. I promise. Yeah. You won't. And half the time, there's also a four-hour waiting period yes. after hair and makeup yes. before you do shit. We're just like in your trailer. Yeah. And I was like, acting truly, I don't know. Other people may disagree, but it's the excitement of getting there. You get there, you shoot for a little bit, and then you're like, now when do I go home? Yeah. And then you get I to totally go home, and you get about. so excited to go home. And then you That's do a the rap whole, on Nicole Byer. And you're like, the yeah! sweetest words. <laughs> you're like, I go home, I go home, I go home. And then you go, I can't wait to go back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I love my job. I'm so blessed. Yeah. And like, I do, I love what I do. I yeah. love it so much. But that for me is the cycle. Yeah. Because it is a lot of sitting and waiting. Like, it's I would. So much. I think people would be someone so surprised. To a set. You would be so upset. You'd be like, okay, so it's happening. Okay. And, and now it's done. And then, like, I don't know. Do you really want to watch actors stumble through lines? <laughs> right, right. And do it five or six times until they get it right? Yeah. And then an AD babysit them and go, guys, do you want to run lines? And you're like, this is her saying, we're going to be here all night if we don't figure this fucking scene out. I mean, yeah, I, to I totally know what you're talking about. It is so much waiting and boredom. Yeah. And it's I feel weird like to date someone who does, who still thinks it's magical. Right. Well, I was going to say, like, a lot of people that I know that are comedians that are in, like, successful relationships, and I do know some that are Wait, in successful... Wait, hold on. Did I take a break? Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. 
With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. Sorry, I interrupted Oh, no, I was just going to say, I feel like a lot of the comedians that are in successful relationships, sometimes they're in relationships with people that are, like, sort of adjacent to Mm -hmm. the world, but not part, like, oh, he's a producer, or, like, she is um, an editor. So it's like, they get Mm -hmm. it. They're not starstruck by any of it, but they also don't do it, so there's not that weird, like, competitive stuff. Do you think you and Jared get competitive? 
We definitely, what we always say about both being comics is like that it creates and solves a bunch of problems. Mm-hmm. Like I'm never like, where are you? Why aren't you hanging out with me every night? Like if it's he's like at shows. Show. Yeah, like I'm at sets, like that's mm-hmm. fine. We tra- we we can sometimes travel together doing stand-up. But then, yeah, other times it's been like, well, why did you get booked on that show and I didn't? You know, mm. or like, or like he tries to tell me the way it's gone for him and I'm like, it's just not going the same way for me. Like, yes. and it's going to be, and like you know, and it's like, well, in my experience, you know, so yeah, mm-hmm. like we get into little things about it, but I wouldn't say he's always he's I think literally five years ahead of me in stand up. So oh, okay. I'm always just like, yeah, you've been at it longer mm-hmm. than me, whatever. Um, but yeah, we definitely have fought about it and had little competitive things. Like I've come home and he's been like, How do I get booked on that? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, you have a half hour special, bitch. Like <laughs> back off. <laughs> it's like an LA show I got booked on and you it's didn't like, get booked uh, on. Chill the fuck yeah. out. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I would. I think I want to date like a comic or someone in the business, but then also I'm like, wouldn't it be nice to just like talk about something else? Yeah. Do you ever try to like rewrite each other's jokes? No, but we will give each other little notes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, I think you should skip this part. It's taking you too long to get to it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But n- I'm, but never like a rewrite or like, here's how you're fucking that joke up or whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah, we give each other like little things. But um, yeah. Uh, but it's so – I don't know. I never know whether to like recommend people do that because really all I did was date Jared and that's it. Like mm-hmm. I really didn't like fuck around in the comedy community a lot before I like found him. You know it, what I mean? I, it's a little hard to fuck around in the community. One, because <laughs> my – or like our tier of people were just getting older and a lot of them are taken. So yeah. like it's like do I date – not down but like date right, younger? Right, but date somebody new. And I know some yeah. comics, women too, who are dating like – younger male comics and I'm always like mm-hmm. how how is that how does going that work like because I do think I do think it takes a really specific guy to like not be yes. threatened by the fact that you're like a headliner and you're mm-hmm. doing all this stuff that they want to get up to but that also they're not that you don't feel like they're using you in any way mm-hmm. or I mean even if they are like they I mean they probably they probably love you they're attracted to you but like are they also like, but on top of that, you can take me on yes. the road with you yeah. and blah, and blah, blah, you know, to worry about. Yeah. I went on a date with a dude who was like, yeah, I'm trying to like get into comedy, but I don't know. And I was like, oh, oh man, <laughs> I wish you had a picture of yourself on an improv stage. So I could have swiped. Absolutely not. <laughs> But, like, he was just, like, picking my brain, and I was like, This isn't uh, a networking thing. This sucks. Yeah. And then he got kind of drunk, and then would just, like, he was like, well, yeah, you don't even know anymore, because you don't have to try. You don't have to go to open mics. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> and he was like, but, like, how do I get on open mics? And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. I... I mean, I did comedy in such a roundabout where I got into stand-up in a backwards ro- way. Yeah, and everybody's road to it is very different. Yes, and I was like, there's no clear path to things. Like, How do I get on open mics is a uh, sad question, Hang though. out, submit. I don't Literally, go know. to a website that lists all the mics and go and have your soul crushed week after week. That's yes. what it is. And uh, I went on another day. I've been dating up a storm. I love it. That's great. And it has been Good and bad. But um, I went on a date with a guy. This was two weeks ago. And I have – so I treat myself to 
a thing. So this year, <laughs> I had a good year. So I added up the money I made and uh, uh, divided it in half for like taxes and manager and agent and lawyer yeah. fees. Took that, took 5% of that, and then I said I can spend that on goodies. Or 2%. I don't remember. It was it was not that <laughs> not much. Not crazy. It yeah. wasn't insane. So I was like, I'm going to buy a Gucci bag. I oh, like yeah. Gucci. I want it. Yeah. So I bought myself a Gucci bag. It says Gucci very big on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I want to see it. You can see it from... The next town over, it is a, it's Gucci. Like if the bag could make a sound, that's what it would say. I love it. They're like, this is from our understated collection. (laughs) This is from the Jim Mueller ladies who don't want a single person to know the brand. And I had it on the date and he was like, oh, well, I mean, I don't make as much money as you, Miss Gucci. And I was like, you just called me Miss Gucci. And you're like reading me for doing okay. And I was like, if you are insecure about your money, please don't project that on me. Yeah. And then also, like, I might have to sell the bag one day, you know? Yeah, no, now you, I don't know. now you have to bring that bag as a litmus test on, like, all your dates. <sighs> but it's such a bummer. I can't tell you how many people have been like, well, Gucci. And I'm like, why? Why are you saying anything? Also, you can look up how much the bag was. It wasn't that much. Yeah. It was on the lower end so of the so weird bags. to me because I feel like I know so many girls who are walking around with Chanel bags, yes! Gucci bags, whatever. And you, you're just like, oh, you're doing great. Good for you. Yeah, it's just the amount of times people... Also, this town is filled with people living beyond their means. Yes! Like, I see garbage people getting out of (laughs) Land Rovers every fucking day in this town. Are you kidding me? Like, that's so whatever. But you know what? That's what you just said. It says a lot more about them than Mm -hmm. it does about you. They are insecure on HBO Sundays. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Seriously, like... That I would never, I would be like, I don't know, I can't wait to see that. I need you to text me a picture of that bag when you get home. Oh, I will, (laughs) I will. It's also a unisex bag. I think it might be a men's bag. It's not very feminine, but I really like it. Uh, But yeah, I couldn't believe he like said that. And the rest of the day, it was just trash. He was a trash person. And I was like, you don't ever have to text me again. And he was like, but? And I was like, "Hmm, that's another text. You don't have to text me again. Is it, do you remember, is it, I guess it's like totally different because we're in different phases of our life and stuff. But like, do you think it's harder in LA than it was in New York dating? Um, absolutely. Yeah. Because in New York, you could just go to a bar. You're not worried about where your car's parked. You can get sloppy, shitty drunk. Right. I'm pretty good at making friends, so I'll, like, make friends with a bunch of people and then leave with a dude. Right. Here, people, I think, are way more clicky, and they're like, I have to go to sleep because, like, I have- I have CrossFit um, at 6 a.m. CrossFit, <laughs> and then I'm going to hike to the top of the fucking Hollywood sign, <laughs> and I'm going to spin around and take Instagrams, and I got to be hydrated. Uh, so yeah. I just, I, the culture is, like, hookup culture, I think, is different here. Totally. I don't club, so, like- I feel like that's how people here fuck. They like go clubbing. And honestly, mama thinks the music's too loud in restaurants. So so I'm not going to a club. Right. And then when I do go to clubs, it's like Mickey's in West Hollywood, which is like, no one's trying to fuck me there. (laughs) And you're not going to meet anybody there. You better give me a gay man rubbing up against me saying, girl, you in your drink? I love it. It makes me very happy. Oh my God. I love that. I got this 
DM on the Instagram. She like bummed me out. Okay, so it says, okay, girl, you have to help me. I'm a big girl. I match with a guy on Bumble and he's a straight up hottie. Like way above my batting range. Hottest guy to hit on me. We've chatted on the phone and there's chemistry. I was married for so long and my, my husband was basically asexual. So I have no self-esteem and I only sleep with unattractive men. Girl, help me. I'm freaking and all my skinny friends... Uh, all my skinny friends will just tell me that they what they think is nice. That bums me out because if he's talking to you on the phone, I th- I think he likes you. Yeah, I'll talk to nobody the on the sucks. phone. Yeah, Who wants to talk to anyone on the phone? I, I literally won't talk to my mother on the like. Truly. I hate talking on the phone. I don't talk to my grandmother on the yeah. phone. Also, my grandmother was just in the hospital, and my cousin was giving me updates. And all of the updates were about how she was constipated. <laughs> and then I got an update where they didn't say anything about her constipation. So I just went, yeah, but like, is she still constipated? How's it going? And nobody understood it was a joke. <laughs> so then I got a full text message about my grandmother's shitting. And I was like, I mean, I asked for it. But then I was like, come on, guys. You know I do comedy. Why would I ever ask about my grandmother's constipation? They're giving you, like, texture, frequency. Truly. I mean, I'm waiting for that to happen. Anyway. Yeah, I don't talk to anybody on the yeah. phone. Yeah. So, oh, that sucks. And then it bums me out that she thinks that she is in a level of attractiveness that she can't have someone that she finds attractive. Yeah. Because, like, everyone's ugly to somebody. Everyone's attractive to somebody. Right. And he finds you attractive. So, like, it's okay. Yeah, you matched. Unless it's like she's like, unless she's like, I put up a fake picture. What do I do now? I catfish someone. If you catfish someone. If you put up a a natural picture or like a good picture of yourself and and that's what he matched with, Mm -hmm. he likes you. He likes you. Don't worry about it. And it's funny because I never think about like, my league or whatever until someone else says it. Yeah. And then I'm like, uh oh, is he in my league? I get I don't know. I I don't know. I think if a dude's fucking me, he's like it's he likes what he sees. Right. Whatever. Um the hottest guy to me who I ever hooked up with <laughs> I was in New York, and I was recently reminded of this because Christy Cello posted a picture of her outside of Rudy's. Have you ever been to Rudy's? Oh, yeah, free hot dogs? Yeah, Yeah. with the fucking pig outside. And so I, like, was very drunk in Rudy's, met these two boys. They were brothers who were estranged. Or no, there were two brothers who didn't know each other existed, met each other in New York, found out they had the same mom. I think they were half brothers. And they were just like, we're just like hanging out and trying to get to know each other. And it's been really wild. And I was with my roommate, Jen. And I was like, I call this one. She's like, oh, he's the hot one. I was like, yeah, but he's been looking at me. So I think he wants it. (laughs) Turns out he did because he fingered me under the table. And Jen was like, smell of hot dogs in the air. Smell of hot dogs and fish. Oh my God. (laughs) And I remember Jen going, What are you doing? (laughs) And I was like, I'm not doing it. And then she was like, We have to get out of here. So then the boys were like, come back to our apartment. We live super close. So then it was snowing, and we were walking in the snow. And I went through a phase where I fell. 
all the time. And I don't know if it was my shoes. Was it your 20s? Because I fell in New York constantly maybe, in my 20s. I was just maybe. drunk and wearing too high shoes at all times. That might have been it. <laughs> but I remember walking and then I was on my back <laughs> looking up at them. And they were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, baby. And then I made some snow angels. And then they like helped me up. And then we get to their apartment the toilet was in the kitchen. <laughs> they had adult bunk beds because they were two adults. And then, so we were like on the bottom bunk and we're like making out. And, and they, was Jen making out with the other one? No, she was not attracted to him. <laughs> and they were just talking. And then without warning starts fingering me again. And then Jen goes, Jesus Christ. And then they left. And then then he was like, I don't know if I can get hard. So then I'm just like jerking off this floppity dick in this bottom bunk. And then Jen is texting me. She's like, are you done? Can you be done? Please be done. I'm like, just like, doo-doop, doo-loop, 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 over and over and over again as I'm like flopping around this little dick. And then he's like, I'll just have to fuck you with my fingers. <laughs> and then he fucked me with his fingers, but like, I guess his nails were too long because ah. he cut me. <gasps> and <laughs> I bled so much. Oh my god! And he's like, "Oh no, your period came." <laughs> and then we heard a knock at the door, and Jen was like, "We are going home." And I was like, "Okay, bye bye." <laughs> Just left a bunch of blood all over his well, adult he, bunk bed. It's his fault. You can't be Freddy Krueger over there fingering people. I wish I could remember his <laughs> Freddy Krueger. <laughs> I wish. I can remember his name, but I know his his brother's name was Joey because he kept going, my brother, Joey. (laughs) (laughs) And this is one of your hottest hookups. Yeah, um, he was so hot. Yeah, I mean. But like a dumpster of a human. Yeah. So, girl, if you haven't met up with him, he might be trash. One, two, you got to know that you're beautiful because you are. Everybody is beautiful, from the Giselle-looking person to the Jabba the Hutt-looking person. Yeah. Everybody is beautiful. Do you respond to these people? No. No. Just write like, listen be... to the Kara Clank episode of my podcast. Yeah, listen to the Kara <laughs> Clank episode. It would just be too much. Of um, course, you can't become, like, a Dear Abby for, like, all your God, fans. God, I would legit kill myself. <laughs> but people do ask me a lot of questions. Um... On Instagram. I'm trying to find another one. And then a lot of them are just like women who are really not insecure, because I refuse to say that women are like very insecure, but it's just a lot of women who are just unsure about themselves. Mm-hmm. And then I like I'll post very fat, very brave, just in jest, because people are like, You're brave. And to me that's funny. Yeah. But then I'll have I love like that women series. be like but like it really inspired me to wear a bikini in public and to just be like, fuck whatever anybody says. Yeah. And then that is just it's nice. Yeah. Is I'm all about people embracing every inch of their body. Cause your body you can change. So like why be yeah. insecure about something you can change? Right. I went to Vegas in May. I took my husband to see mm-hmm. Pink because he's a big fan. And <laughs> we would never have thought that. Well. Letting the world know now. That's funny. He fucking loves pink. And I got him tickets for his birthday. We mm-hmm. went in May. We were at the um, 
we were at the Cosmopolitan. We were at the pool. Mm-hmm. And I was noticing like a lot of younger girls of all different bodies all wearing two pieces. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I, this is like a new movement, it feels like. Because I feel it like is. when I would come to Vegas like a few years ago and go to the pool, it would be a lot of, you know, hot ass mm-hmm. babes in bikini. And now it's like, you know, you're typical. Everyone's hot in a mm-hmm. bikini. But like, you know, now it's like I was seeing like all these girls. I was like, I love this. And they, everybody seemed very confident. All the girls mm-hmm. I was seeing. And I was like, I think this is a new movement. And I really like it. I also think it's a new movement. And it makes me soups happy. Do you wear bikinis? Yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how was the pink show? It was really good. Did you guys? She's good. She twirls and stuff. Like, yeah, she over does you. like aerial stuff. We saw it in like Vegas in a big in a big stadium, mm-hmm. like where like the their hockey team plays. So oh. it's big, and you're mm-hmm. like around a lot of women from Vegas with like John and Kate plus eight haircut. Oh, you know no. what I mean? Oh yeah. And like, well, I mean, a lot of them honestly have Pink's haircut, even though they're like in their fifties <laughs> and sixties. <laughs> we were like, there's a lot of Pink's around here. I love um, it. But it was uh, so. I think normally we we prefer like a slightly smaller venue mm-hmm. for a concert, but it was really fun. She's great. We went and saw Mariah Carey and Lionel Richie. We did. That was such a good it concert. Was very fun. I I want to go to another concert with you. I just need to pick the the venue that I can get a box at because Nicole will only do a box. <laughs> I just once you go box, you can't I know, go back. It's hard to go back. We literally just did Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. and it was like me and Eliza and a couple of the other girls, and like we were up in the sh- the crappy seats. I didn't mm-hmm. want to pay a lot, and it's not as good. It's definitely not as good. It's not. As we had fun. a waitress in our. We box. had a waitress. I think we each had a bottle of rosé. Yes. I was real drunk, and I got into a fight with that woman next to me who was like, I'm deaf in this ear, and all I can hear out of my good ear is you. And I said, bitch, move your seat. Yeah. It's a box. Move around. That was quite insane to me. She was There so is always rude. some persnickety-ass old person at yes. the Hollywood Bowl, though. When I went to go see Paul Simon there, again, not in a box, in regular Who's people's Paul seats. Paul Simon? Paul Simon. You know, me and Julio down by the schoolyard. He's like an old man. Simon and Garfunkel. Me it's and white people Julio music. Me and Julio down by the school... <laughs> How does that go? I don't know that song. Me and Julio down by the schoolyard. You ever heard that? Or he sings, you can call me Al, Wait, call me Al. What were he and Julio doing? <laughs> Is it a good? Is it okay oh song? God. I feel like I'm talking to an alien who's never heard of Paul Simon. <laughs> <laughs> but like, is Julio okay? Yeah, It'll I think like, him and Julio were um were they like, like hooking up. No, no, I think they were school like scrapping and fighting or, or something. Oh no, with other people. I think Julio's a friend. Oh, so Julio's his friend. Julio's his friend, but so, uh, maybe it's a special friend. Who knows? So wait, so this song, "Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard," is about a white man <laughs> and his. <laughs> Hispanic heritage friend fighting for him. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the words to the song. It's like, uh, no, I don't know what it's about. I have no idea what it's about. Oh, That's a boy. great question. We got to get to the etymology <laughs> of that song. But anyway, he's an old rocker. It's a, like mm-hmm. Americana music, and I was, and that song came on me and Julio, and it's one of the big ones. And so me and we, I was there with another comic and his girlfriend. Me and the girlfriend jumped up, and she knocked my rosé out of my hand. Uh-huh. When I say that there was a <laughs> 
spittle left. There was a mm-hmm. sip left. It spilled on this fucking 55-year-old dude on a date with some woman mm-hmm. in front of me. They acted like I hosed them down with fucking uh, buttered or something. Like, it was insane. With like butter. They freaked out. They were like, do you have any more napkins? And I was like, oh, my God. It was a sip of rosé. It's not even going to stain. Like, you're being crazy. Oh, my God. And I'm just saying, there's always some kind of persnickety old rich dick at the Hollywood Bowl trying to get people like us to shut up. And Young I'm not, people. will not have Comedians. it. Comedians. <laughs> loud bitches. I mean, I guess I was a little loud. You, I were, just, you were no louder than me or the other girls we yes. were with. You were not. I felt like she was a white woman policing my black tone. <laughs> I was also just closest to her. I'm sure you she were. would have said you the were same physically thing the to closest you. to her, but it was also like I would never in a million years tell someone at a concert mm-hmm. to lower their voice. Right? It's a concert. Never. Like crazy. I have trouble at concerts. I may have told this story when Mateo was on the podcast, but whatever, I'll tell it again. You haven't heard it. <laughs> so I went and saw Cher. I <gasps> love Cher. Wait, I'm dying to go. I'm, I'm planning to go in Vegas. Go. It is a great show. She puts on the show of your life. Honestly, it is just the farewell tour that she's been doing for a hundred years. Twenty years, yeah. But she, when she enters a stage, I won't tell you how she does it. I cried, Ugh. like tears streaming down my face. And so she was like, "Really?" And I was like, "I can't help it. I don't know. This oh is like this is my Jesus coming back from the dead, even though she's never been dead." <laughs> so. <laughs> And before the concert started, I asked the usher, I said, if nobody sits in the seats closest to the stage, can we sit there? Which is nice. Nice that I asked and didn't just move. Right. She goes, no, you have to stay in your ticketed seat. I said, oh, well, how would you know if I moved? She was like, oh, I'll know. And I was like, oh, shit, I guess this woman's going to, like, stare at me the whole concert? So at the end of the show... Cher does her encore, which we deserved because we were allowed for her. <laughs> and it's just like me and 10,000 gay men being like, you better serve us more. <laughs> and <laughs> so she comes out, I think, believe is the encore. And uh, everyone starts rushing to the stage because she starts like, like giving high fives to people and like touching people's hands and like posing for pictures so people can get like good pictures of her because she is a gorgeous, generous goddess. <laughs> And I was like, this is my chance. I get to, like, touch Cher. So then, and I don't fangirl. She's the only person I've ever, like, been like this with. Oh, my God. So unless I saw Tina Turner, I'd lose my mind. Yeah. So then I, like, start rushing to the to the aisle to get up there. So Cher just, like, whisks on by. And so Cher, like, doesn't like Cher the way I do. <laughs> and then the usher is in front of me. And I was like, oh, um, what? She was like, you have to go back to your ticketed seat. And as people are rushing around us, and I said, but everyone else, she's like, you have to go back to your ticketed seat. Oh my god! And I was like, I'm oh filled my with rage, god. and I almost started crying, sad tears, because I was like, this woman is literally stopping my dream. Yes, and I'm a big believer that like only you stop your dreams, but this is the person, mm, no, like actually stopping my dreams. So then after the concert, I was fuming, and so she was like, I got great pictures, and I was like, I can't talk to you right now. And then as we were leaving, I threw the rest of my vodka soda on her, and I said, you're a fucking cut. And then Sashir pulled me away. She's like, we will not get banned from this venue. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm always fighting with people. That is so... At the encore? Who needs to be in their ticketed seat during the encore? I was so No one's coming late during the encore, bitch. No, it's done. So then I was like, I guess I just have to see Cher again. (gasps) 
But I'm going to see Celine Dion first. I have to see I Celine I want to see Celine too, but she's doing this Vegas show with and also doing all these new ABBA songs, which I love. I just listened to her new album oh, of the ABBA great. songs, and I love it. So Ugh. I really need to go see her. And I think I'm going in November. Because she, where is she, Caesars? No. She, Mon, Monte Carlo is oh, where okay. she was. She may have moved. That's where Cher is. She's and basically then- doing it Wednesday, Friday, Saturday for three weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. Starting on Halloween and then doing like the first three weeks of November. I love it. Such a weird sketch. It, she's old. She's like Thursday. I get the blood of a virgin. <laughs> like, and then I'm good to go into my for body. a couple shows, and then I need to sleep. <laughs> I love her on Twitter. I love she, her in general. She on Twitter is almost as if she doesn't know what Twitter is, but she's like, but I'll figure it out one day. But she's been on for so long, so long, just and a nothing lot of is clicking. All caps and multiple commas in a row. My favorite is she'll like tweet a period, and I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> but it's like she's 71 years old. She says in her show, she's like, I'm 71, and I can plank for five minutes, and we're all like, Yay! Yeah, do it, do, <laughs> do it, it, do it. Do it. <laughs> Uh, I would literally scream for five minutes straight if I watched Cher playing for five minutes. Uh, I would lose my fucking mind. <laughs> oh my god! I want to. So when I was a kid, mm-hmm. I'm one of six kids. Ew. So I know it's no, so many kids. But my mom and dad both worked, so we had babysitters from Ireland who lived with us. They were like teenagers or in their early twenties. Oh, you had au pairs. Au pairs, yeah. Which sounds a lot fucking fancier than it is because really you pay a couple kids two hundred dollars a week in mm-hmm. spending money and then you pay for them to live and pay for them to eat and give them a car when mm-hmm. they need like so it's really I think people think that I'm being fancy and I'm like, oh no, I think we had like slaves from Ireland, <laughs> but they were were so close with them. Ah, One came so to my you're wedding. The story when people are like, you know, the Irish had it bad. There you <laughs> That's go. Me. That's there me. You, go. you were they the had ones to come and nanny for a family of six fucking kids. <laughs> but like, we're still very close with them. One came to my wedding, all the way from Ireland. Mm-hmm. Like, we love them. But she went to see Cher when I was like eight. She went to see Cher, and I remember her getting the photos developed at a photo mm-hmm. place and showing me all the costume changes that Cher did. Mm-hmm. And I was like. One day I will see Cher in concert. I remember being like, I can't believe how many times she changes clothes. Mm-hmm. Like, and all the lights. And like, I was like, and this was in probably 1989 or something <laughs> or 88. I was like, I can't wait to see her. And now it's like a billion years later. And I and really, really, I'm going to go do it. You got to. It's a great show. But I want to see Celine too. I want to see Celine so There's bad. There's a lot. We might, so Cher and I might go in, I won't tell you on the podcast when, I'll tell you tell after. after. <laughs> I might be in. <laughs> I'm literally down to go to Vegas for almost any reason. Truly, it's a 45-minute flight. I love Who it knew? so much. Who knew? I love it so much for 48 hours, and then I'm like, get me home right now. I am the same way. I can't spend more than two days there. Yeah. Because then you see, like, the sadness of oh, I, I wa- The first time I ever went to Vegas, I was there for nine days for Ew. work. Ew. Ew. And it was, I started to go crazy. Like, I didn't see the sun for, like, Ugh. a couple of days in a row and was like, I'm going Ugh. crazy. The worst thing I ever saw was this woman, because you can have an open container. She was carrying around this like big slushy that was obviously alcoholic because she was shuffling and slurring. Two kids with her. <laughs> oh, God. And her kid was like, Mommy, can I have some? And she's like, This is not for you. <laughs> and they were like in a CVS and she was literally walking in circles. And I was like, This drunk woman with her snotty nosed kids shouldn't be in Vegas. Go home. Yeah. Go anywhere else. Well, that's the weird thing about Vegas that they've been trying to do for the past like 10 years is like make it for kids, make it for families. Yes. And, and it's I'm like always like gambling. And when I'm at the pool at a what? hotel and I'm like, 
And the kids are splashing around while there's people making out mm-hmm. fucked up, like mm-hmm. downing pina coladas. I'm like, this isn't what I would choose to do no, with my kid. So like, sorry. I feel like, let's, I don't know, go to Palm Springs. Even Palm Springs, that's not no, for you. No, that's for old people <laughs> and leisurely ladies. <laughs> What's the worst date you've ever been on? Oh, my God. That's such a good question. Um I would probably say that guy I was just talking about, like, I I met this guy on eHarmony. I thought he was so cool and funny, and he was, like, making jokes about the Golden Girls and shit, and I was like, I like this guy. This is going to go great. (laughs) We met up. He lived in Long Island, which I did not know. Mm, That's too much Not willing to do that. Too much. He was a lawyer, so I was like, okay, but then it was like he was so boring. Mm. He wouldn't look me in the eye. Uh. He took me to a bar by Penn Station no. where we had one beer, and then I go, I really, and if anybody knew me in my 20s, I never just had one beer, <laughs> so like, I literally. I know you now, Kara, yeah. and you just don't <laughs> have one beer. I know, and I was like, I was like, I think I have to be up so early for work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, like, I nanny at three o'clock. So, like, I just was like, <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of here. And it was like, we had one of those goodbye hugs at the subway that's like, mm-hmm. a, I will never see you again hug. You yes. know what I mean? But I got to say, Jared's the first serious boyfriend I ever had. And, and we then got you married. married him? And I only dated, I literally only started getting serious about <gasps> dating when I was around 27. And I met Jared when I was 30. So it's like. I really didn't date for mm-hmm. that much. I don't have a lot of good experience dating. I I hooked up a million. I mean, I hooked up like same. a crazy person. I just didn't go on like a lot of formal dates or do a lot of boyfriends or anything. I have also hooked up a bunch. Yeah. You know, you get drunk in New York and you make out with an old man in front of a Wells Fargo. <laughs> you have those nights. <laughs> I made out with a professional <laughs> poker player one time because he brought me back with the promise of showing me a puppy. I don't like dogs. I, I don't mean, even care about it dogs. It takes very I do little. like your dogs. <laughs> Thank you. They're so I do awful. like your dogs. They're cute, They're though. so bad. They're small and fluffy. They are small and fluffy. He was like, I have a tiny puppy at my house. And I was like, okay. You could have just said, I have a taco at my house (laughs) and it's old. Do you want to come over and look at it? Sure. I'll do it. Uh, I, I, I have... I have very limited experiences with like actual relationships. I was in a relationship on and off for three years where I'm probably the only person who would call it a relationship. I don't even know if he would call it that. Uh, And then I feel like a lot of men like me for two weeks and then they're like, oh, no, thank you. Bye bye. Yeah. I don't know what it is about me that makes people want to check out so fast. I feel like it's your confidence and your big personality. And that's what I used to think about myself, too. I'd be like, I no, but like, I don't know. I, I felt like I scared guys away all the time. Mm-hmm. And then of all people, Jared Logan was like, <laughs> I'll, I'm willing to take this, take this for a spin. You guys compliment <laughs> each other so well. That's what a lot of people say. I um, think that I think, that's and you more true. than him. You're better than him. You're best. You're the best. You're the best one in the relationship. You're the one I like the best. Out of I the win. Duo. I win the relationship. <laughs> no, but it is nice when I have. I think you're a strong, confident, uh, opinionated woman who's smart and funny, and it's nice to know that you found someone who isn't like a boring, sad man. Yeah, who like is just like I'm quiet and I'll just worship. Her. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's nice that like you are with someone who's like equally as boisterous and fun, and it doesn't. When I see you guys together, it doesn't seem like an uneven competition. No, like we... who's the funniest in the room? It's no. so nice. That's not. Thank you for saying that. I Kara, think that's what cl- we cl- try cl- to cl- do. Clank, you're giving me hope. 
They're out there. The nice guys are out there. I just got to find one. I well, know. we do have to wrap this up. <laughs> do you have something you want to plug? <laughs> um, I have an album coming out at the end of the year. Yay! It's called Undefeated. It's on a special thing records. It's not out yet. I'll let you know. I don't we we're, we're unclear. We're just getting the artwork, so I don't I'm not positive when it's coming out, but you okay. can check my Twitter, which is just K A R A K L E N K, and um I'll obviously be plugging it there. And then I have a show called If You Build It at UCB Sunset every mm-hmm. Monday that once in a while you can catch Nicole Byer on it. It's at 10:30? 8:30. <laughs> is it at 10:30 in New York? No, it's at 7:30 in New York. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. But you know what? Seven thirty. No, I was going to say seven thirty. Ten thirty in New York is seven thirty in L.A. But that's still that's, wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> Thank you for trying to help me. That's the mark of a true friend. <laughs> I'm just wrong. But if you build it, is at UCB Sunset eight thirty on Mondays every yes. Monday. Yeah, it's a great show. Kara gets great people on it. Also, Kara is a real delight. So if you get a chance to see her in person, you bitches are lucky. Thank you, Nicole. And if you like, you're welcome. If you like uh, this episode of Why Won't You Never, please like it, rate it, subscribe it on iTunes. I don't wherever you, <laughs> wherever you get your pods. But um, yeah, like it, give it five stars. If you write a review, I will read it aloud. A nasty review. I guess I need to clarify that it has to be nasty. So I got this. This was a DM on Instagram. It wasn't a review, but I'm going to read it anyway. It says, I want to jizz so much in your butthole that it inflates like a pool floaty. We can eat mountains of sourdough jacks. I don't know what those are. Naked in your pool while I bang your puss with otter pops, which I think is food and would probably just give me a yeast infection. This, and chilled boozy snacks. We can end our afternoon pool party by licking Jack Daniels off your tiny tits. <laughs> now, caller, why didn't you have the why didn't you have the brains to put that on iTunes? That belongs on iTunes where the world can see it. If you, I think you listen to the podcast because I ask for these insane things. <laughs> Please put it on iTunes so the rest of the world can see it (laughs) and not just in a DM. But also, thank you so much for using factual information about me in that because I do have tiny tits. I think your tits are regular size. They're a B cup. They're very small. I once had a bra fitting where the lady tried to give me a double D. I said, ma'am, I am not a double D. Then she was like a triple D. And I said, bitch, no. Let's go down to a B or an A. I actually might be an A. I'm looking at your boobs right now. But then, well, yeah, but cups and like band size. So like I'm a 44 and a triple D or a double D is huge. Huge. So I'm a 44B or a 42B or a 42C, whatever the make and model of the bra uh, depends on how it fits me. And the lady goes, let me see your boobies. And I showed them to her and she went, ah, wide back, tiny boobies. And she said this at more than full volume that the two people in either fitting room next to me started laughing at me. And I was like, this... This is a living nightmare. This is the full definition of a living nightmare. I was about to say wide back tiny boobies would make a good album title. (laughs) 
but I don't want to bring up a nightmare no. in your life. If I ever talk about it in stage and it's in a special, that is a good name for it. And I'm going to write it down. But just the way you say it. Wide back, Wide tiny, back boobies. tiny boobies. And she had, I wish I could do her face. It was like the Grinch. You know how the smile creeps up? Oh, yes. Up? Her smile crept up <laughs> as she said that. And I felt the joy radiating from her body as she told this woman in the most vulnerable. <laughs> I was naked. <laughs> yeah. And this woman staring at my breasts as she told me I had a wide back and tiny, tiny boobies. Oh, my God. Uh, that will stay with me forever. <laughs> Kara, thank you so much for being here. What a treat, what a thank treat! You, this has been a Team Coco production. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at the coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.